Welcome to Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert. I'm a lifelong horse person and professional equine nutritionist with the goal of helping horses and their humans create balanced diets to set them up for success, no matter what age, discipline, or circumstance. Disclaimer, the information discussed here is based on current scientific research and is for educational purposes only. Every horse's individual needs vary. This is not a substitute for veterinary medicine or nutrition consultation. Welcome back to Farm to Stable, an equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert, and today we're going to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart, and that is the senior horse. So I did some work in graduate school about horses as they age, and older horses have so much to offer. They, a lot of them have been there and done that, and they have so much to teach, and many of them have a lot of patience to do that teaching, and they really are wonderful and have a lot to give. So I want to talk about one of the big questions that gets asked by horse owners all over the world, and that is the question of when is my horse considered senior? And the answer is, well, there's really no predetermined age. So just because a horse hits 16 or 15 doesn't mean they're automatically senior, even though there are a lot of uh, things out there that say, yeah, at that point, your horse is senior. Not necessarily. Generally, we're going by physiological changes. And usually by the time a horse reaches age 20, there have been some physiological changes that you may or may not be able to see that are indicative of the aging process. And some of these could be obvious, right? They could be gray around the muzzle or the face. Some of them could be not so obvious. For example, uh, immunosenescence, which is a slight decline in the immune in the function of the immune system. So it could encompass a lot of things, but there are a few things that are not true. For example, the myth of, well, a horse, it's normal for them to get skinny when they're old. No, absolutely not. That is not normal. Just because a horse ages doesn't mean they necessarily have to stop working or automatically become underweight. Do some of those changes in their management need to happen? Potentially, yes, but it doesn't mean that, you know, a skinny horse or this or that is necessarily normal. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I think I may end up doing this in two parts because there's so much to talk about. Now, one is activity level. What's that horse's job? Is that horse sound enough? There are many seniors. I have a friend who has a 34-year-old horse who's still giving lessons, and he still jumps across rail every now and then, and he's perfectly sound and happy to do that. Uh, I have another friend whose horse is not even 20 and really isn't ridden yet, so or really isn't ridden anymore. So it depends on the individual. Not all people age the same. Not all horses age the same very different. So you have to consider the individual. And I say that a lot. And it's true, especially in this case. So what is that horse's job now? Is the horse just in turnout, enjoying life? Is Does the horse still go trail riding, light work or competition? Again, like my friend's 34-year-old who still gives some lessons. Is that horse used for breeding? Because oftentimes older horses are still used for breeding. Or are they completely retired? So some of these things are going to factor in 
to diet, obviously, right? And there was some old thinking, speaking of diet, that because a horse got old, it automatically meant that they didn't absorb nutrients as efficiently. And it turns out that that is not true. A, a study published by uh, Ralston and Harris in 2013 concluded that age alone absolutely does not significantly affect digestive efficiency in healthy horses. Now, if a horse has not been well managed and has had severe parasite loads that have maybe done damage to the intestine, that's a different story. But in well-managed, healthy horses, age alone does not mean that horses don't digest feed efficiently. So another question is, at what point do I switch my horse to a senior diet? The answer depends on the individual horse. If your horse is on a given diet regimen uh, and is doing well, maintaining weight, looks good, muscle tone is decent, has energy, you may not need to change anything just because they hit a certain age. Now, if you're seeing a horse have weight gain or weight loss or changes in top line, that could be a different story. And the answer to which feed to switch to is going to depend on that individual. But of course, we're going to go back to forage, as always. It is the most important component of the equine diet. And with age, sometimes comes dental problems. So as a horse owner, it is very important that your veterinarian evaluate your horse's teeth at least once a year. As horses age, the way their teeth erupt, uh, eventually they're going to stop. So eventually they may have problems with uh, abscesses or tooth loss or things of that. Another problem is called EOTRH, where it's basically a tooth resorption in the front uh, can, uh, in the front incisors. And the cat, that can result in tooth loss too. It's not inevitable for every horse. Some horses will have dental problems, some won't. But if you notice balls of wadded up hay around where they eat their hay or quitting as we call it that's a sign that they cannot properly chew their forage and sometimes that hay quitting is often accompanied by weight loss because the horse isn't quite consuming as much as you think that's that's a bit of another issue but dental issues are a big one so sometimes sufficient intake can be challenging but there are always ways to address it with forage alternatives and soaked products and things like that again if you don't have pasture or you're relying on hay there's all different ways to do this some of those forage alternatives as i've talked about before on this podcast hay cubes fiber pellets soaked beet pulp. Again, I generally am always going to recommend that these things be soaked, especially if your horse has fiber issues. I have uh, another friend of mine who had an older horse who was colicking and he ended up in the clinic about two or three times in, in as many weeks. And she was, and this is a well-maintained, well-managed horse. And she was really upset and she asked me for help. And she said, oh, and by the way, he really doesn't have, his teeth don't really work. He really doesn't have much in the way of teeth anymore. Yet, the horse was being offered hay. And again, she didn't know. And the long stem forage was likely the culprit of these colic episodes. So as soon as we switched this horse to a, a diet that consisted of the concentrate he was getting, plus soaked hay cubes and some soaked chopped forage, he didn't have a problem with colic until he passed away of other problems later on in life. So it can be done. And many horses are on these forage alternative diets. Now, I mentioned earlier, you know, the senior grain ration, and people say, oh, do I need to put my horse on a senior feed? Well, again, not necessarily, but typically senior feeds are higher in fiber. Horses still need 
some kind of long stem fiber with those feeds. Some senior feeds are what are considered complete and some are not. One senior feed is not the same as another. So you really have to look at your feed tag here. And when I say complete, there are diets out there that can be the sole ration for the horse. They're typically fortified, typically fortified a little bit lower than a quote unquote regular concentrate. And that is because if it is the sole diet for that 1100 pound horse, and that horse needs to consume 20, 25 pounds of that complete feed, you can't over fortify it because then you're going to run into problems with certain vitamin and mineral toxicities. So uh, it all depends. There are not all senior grains or senior rations, senior concentrates are considered complete. So you have to read your labels. And if you're not sure, you can always call the manufacturer. Usually I don't recommend that unless there is a major dental issue. And that's the only way that the horse can consume feed and maintain their weight. So everything has a place, uh, but it just depends on the individual. Horses, as I mentioned, age individually. And in the paper I mentioned earlier by Dr. Sarah Ralston, Dr. Pat Harris in our Equine and Applied Clinical Nutrition, they broke it down into how horses age. One is young at heart right? Meaning I have one of these. He's 23, mostly. And uh, people look at him and think, wait, he's how old? I thought he was, you know, 10. No, he, he thinks he's three years old. One is aged with a tendency to lose weight, aged with a tendency to gain weight, and then geriatric with associated health problems. Now, the horse who's young at heart Again, maybe that status quo is working. You may not need to make any changes in diet or management. They have, uh, if everything is balanced and you have decent quality forage, maybe that horse just needs a ration balancer, a little extra vitamin mineral supplement, maybe not. And exercise is tolerated. It just depends. So one thing to note with all senior horses is that as they get older, yes, energy expenditure typically does decline with age, meaning they're not exercising as much or as intensely, but the amount of vitamins and minerals that they need does not decline. So calorie needs may decline a little bit, but vitamin and mineral needs do not. And that's an important distinction to make. So practically speaking, as a nutritionist, I'll aim for, you know, a young at heart senior horse to meet their requirements for light to moderate work when it comes to vitamins and minerals. And then, of course, I'll take a look at does that horse need vitamin C? Now, horses typically do not need vitamin C supplemented except under certain circumstances because their liver makes it. And when you supplement, you can shut down that vitamin C production, which you don't want to do. So it depends if there's something else going on or something particularly stressful, maybe short term, but that's another discussion. Now, how about the horse that is older and tends to lose weight? This is a very common question that I get. So why are they losing weight? That's a key question to answer. Is it because they can't chew? We talked about dentition and the teeth earlier. Are they stressed? Is there something else going on? Do they have some kind of other health problem that you haven't diagnosed yet? Are they in a paddock where they're being bullied by other horses where maybe they used to be the king of the castle, but maybe they've fallen in rank now? What has changed about their appetite or their intake? 
uh, and have they had good parasite control throughout their life? It's uh, Parasite scarring of the GI tract is less common now than it was, say, 30 or 40 years ago. Uh, but if you don't know that horse's history, uh, you know, if you can track down any of it, that could be helpful. But it is a question that maybe your veterinarian can help you answer. So with that harder keeper, especially uh, as I record this, we're coming into winter, a lot of people will throw on the blanket and not necessarily take it off very often. And in the spring, all of a sudden they have a skinny horse. So you got to make sure you're taking off that blanket and checking under the fuzzy coat uh, and making sure that your horse isn't losing too much weight. But finding the answer to why that horse is losing weight is key or failing to maintain weight is it clinical? Is it age-related? Is it herd dynamics? Is it behavioral? Is there some kind of pain? Is it too painful for the horse to eat off the ground, say? is it, Are they more comfortable eating uh, at, say, chest level? So these are some things to consider. And again, I mentioned hay quids earlier. It literally looks like a wad of just balled up, chewed up hay. If you're noticing that, that is a key sign that there's a problem with your horse's teeth and they probably aren't able to consume as much as you think they are. Now with a dietary protocol for this underweight horse, good quality forage is going to be the first step. Depending on the reason, uh, are they able to co to consume regular hay or do they need a forage alternative? And then, of course, looking at uh, a concentrate perhaps with higher amounts of fat, which would be higher calories, and a controlled or lower amount of starch and sugar. That's generally where I'm going to start. Sometimes even a simple fat supplement will do the trick. It really just depends. Now, what about the opposite problem? What about that horse that all of a sudden becomes a really easy keeper and is tending to gain weight and uh, is looking, you know, you're worried about that horse becoming obese. Maybe that horse was on a high concentrate diet and now isn't exercising so much anymore. That horse in this situation probably requires less calories than previously. They may not need a grain concentrate at all, but they still need those vitamins and minerals. Remember, if calorie needs change, vitamin, minerals, and protein needs do not. So you still need that quality protein and your nutrients, your vitamins and minerals. And a ration balancer can provide those fairly easily, again, on top of your forage. So assuming the horse can consume forage, uh, regular normal hay and grass. So again, I'm going to go back to that a few times. If that horse is sound enough to exercise, then why not? Take them for a trail ride. Again, they don't have to be in heavy training. You don't have to be working towards the Olympics here, but uh, a little hack a couple times a week if the horse is sound enough to handle it. Are you feeding properly? Are you feeding too much of a concentrate? Right? There could be some metabolic changes that are occurring there if the horse uh, also is losing muscle mass, which does it's called sarcopenia with age. It does happen. Muscle loss means, and this is true in people too, that at rest, you're burning less calories overall. So over time, if you if you don't change the diet intake, that can lead to some weight gain. And as far as the dietary protocol goes, uh, we can restrict some calories a little bit without limiting vitamins and minerals and protein and help that horse get to uh, a weight loss diet and a healthier weight. So a nutritionist can help you do that. Now, the fourth category I mentioned was the geriatric horse, right? A horse that ages with health problems. And that could mean a number of things. Some common ones include equine Cushing syndrome or PPID, Cushing's disease, equine metabolic syndrome, which is insulin dysregulation, 
increased episodes of colic, alterations in cardiovascular function, increased risk for infection, where I talked about immunosenescence or decline in immune system function, and decline in fertility if that is a breeding animal. So as always, the key here is to provide that generally balanced diet. That's always where we want to start. We want to think about what that horse's energy expenditure is. What are they doing? Are they exercising? Are they not? And provide sufficient calories for what that particular horse needs. And I hope it goes without saying to say plenty of fresh water is, is key, right? You got to do that. That's horse ownership 101. Some examples of a clinical condition that a horse may be diagnosed with include kidney or liver problems. In that case, we're going to look to reduce dietary protein because the kidney uh, and the liver are key organs in metabolizing protein. So if they're already compromised or stressed, we want to reduce the strain on those organs without depriving a horse of the protein that they need. What about frequent colic? We want to ensure proper dentition. We want to ensure good fiber sources. We want to work with the veterinarian in this case about the cause and what might be going on and see how we can support that horse from a nutritional point of view to help reduce the risk. You can never eliminate the risk, but there are things you can do to reduce it. And what about pain? Arthritis, very common in older horses. And where is it located? Remember, it can be in the neck, the back, the stifles, the hock, anywhere in the body, just like people. And I mentioned this earlier, if a horse does have neck or back pain and you're feeding them on the ground, it may be painful for them. They may not want to do that. Uh, at the same time, if you have a hay net that's very, very high, it could be uncomfortable for them to reach that too. So finding that balance of what's comfortable for that animal could make a world of difference in how they're able to consume their feed. Two of the most common endocrine disorders diagnosed in older horses, Cushing's disease and equine metabolic syndrome, right? So these are going to have big effects on how we create the diet. And generally, generally, they're going to be low carbohydrate. And if the horse needs weight, we'll add some fat. And if not, we can uh, control forage intake without depriving the horse of what they need. So feeding the endocrine challenge horse is a whole other discussion that I'll get into on another topic. But for today, I really just wanted to hit the highlights about the senior horse because I love senior horses. They're one of my uh, favorite groups of horses to work with. And uh, I own one. So <laughs> he's young at heart with a little Cushing's disease thrown in. So it's really fun to watch him buck and play as a 23 coming 24 year old. Uh, and it was funny, I was having this discussion with my trainer a few weeks ago, um, as I took him for a little lesson. It was a big adventure for us. And there are three horses about his age. It was him. It was one of her trusted golden oldie lesson horse who was about 24. And one of her clients horse who was also 24. And these were three horses about the same age who aged very, very differently. The client horse uh, was retired. He had a lot of physical issues and it was just time for him to retire. Uh, the lesson horse, he was again, has some physical issues, but is still plopping around teaching beginners, giving riders confidence. He jumps a couple cross rails a week and he is just as solid as a rock. And then 
then you have my horse who came to a farm, my, brought him to my trainer's farm, which he did live there for about four years. And he thought it would be fun to leap and buck around the ring a few times. <laughs> so once he settled down, we, we had a very productive lesson. But uh, it, was an ex- it was an interesting example of three horses in their mid-20s who had all aged very differently. So we'll talk about feeding the endocrine challenged horse in a future podcast. But for now, I hope you've enjoyed learning a little bit about the senior horse. And if you have any questions, comments, a topic you'd like to hear about, please reach out. PhD at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you and do a future episode on listener questions. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I look forward to having you back next time. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. Please share and subscribe if you found the content interesting. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send it to equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com.